So I'm thinking about getting a switch because prices have been going down on used units and just having a switch isn't enough. You need some games on it as well. Everybody knows about Breath of the Wild, Super Mario, whatever. Um, I'm interested if you guys have any recommendations uh, you could make for the Switch in particular. Like, what are some, like, I, I, I don't want, you know, Doom. I don't want, you know, like, Legend of Zelda stuff. I want some, like, itty-gritty indie kind of stuff, you know, something that maybe most people don't know about. So if there are like any, like two games in particular, <laughs> like a, one game and then a sequel that are coming out soon for the Switch, something new, because I don't want to play any old games that I should check out. Yeah, last I checked, uh, Super Seducer actually, one, two, and I believe three were coming out for the Switch. That might be something that you might want to look into, right, Steven? Those are coming out for the actually, Switch. Actually, no, recently, uh... Unfortunately, tragically, Richard LaRuina announced that his ports to the Switch have been cancelled. What? Amidst all the controversy surrounding his game coming out on Steam. His game was officially banned from Steam a few weeks ago. The Switch ports were supposed to be well on track. And unfortunately, (sighs) he got notice from Nintendo today that they were cancelled. I think you have his tweet up there. Uh, Alan John, is there anything in that email that he Yeah, I just looked it up because I couldn't believe what you were saying. And I opened his Twitter and yep. So it seems that the games were fully ported and had been through one uh, QA round, which is quality assurance. So they checked in with N and N is probably Nintendo. I hope so. (laughs) Okay, uh, and I hope so. Yeah, I hope N yeah. means Nintendo as well, <laughs> Eric. Yeah. So Nintendo said that they'd publish if they got the appropriate ratings, and we know that Super Seducer One and Two got appropriate enough ratings to be released on Steam, right? So you'd think it they would be appropriate enough for the Switch, but no, they got an email from N it says dear Richard <laughs> we refer to the game Super Seducer and Super Seducer 2 being recognized on NDP under the game code AYZDA and A2 okay so those are the game co- codes which are currently tested by our lot check departments okay that's a lot of a lot of lingo that I don't understand while testing the games we did realize that they contain particularly explicit content now this these are the first two games this isn't uh, regarding number three given this explicit content of the games we have to inform you that Nintendo is not able to release the games on Nintendo switch <sighs> Wow I, I know exactly who to blame, and believe it or not, it is not um, Mr. LaRuna. Uh, it's actually uh, Mr. Steven himself, our friend who's on the podcast with us. Because as that email implies, Nintendo was willing to go along with Super Seducer 1 and 2 if it received appropriate yeah. ratings. Now, Steven recommended <laughs> Super Seducer 1 and 2 in his GBATemp.net thread, but he did not actually rate it. 
However, he did rate Super Seducer 3 in an actual review, and he gave it a measly 5.5 out of 10. That's worse than Breath of the Wild. (laughs) And if Steven would have just inflated his reviews a little bit, I'm confident that Nintendo would have put this on the system. They're willing to put a 7 out of 10 game on. They're not willing to put a 5.5 out of 10. They're not like, like, look, the big N is not. No, just the N. You know, they're, 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 they only put quality titles up. Except for, for Breath the of the Wild. Part. Yeah, well, Breath of the Wild, <laughs> so-so. Uh, Yokai Watch, so-so. But yeah, uh, apparently Super Seducer couldn't even make the cut. And, you know, that's, that's Well, if you want to know where it did make the cut, he did. So Super Seducer 3 was banned on Steam a few weeks ago, like we discussed. It did finally secure release on a platform that's almost as well known called GamesPlanet.com, which is uh, a very shady Steam key reseller that somehow oh Richard got to agree to uh, sell Super Seducer 3 as a direct <laughs> DRM free download. Oh my god. It's the first thing you see when you go to games. There is a gigantic banner for it. It is, as far as I can tell, the only game they offer as a download. I could be wrong about that, but I I couldn't find anything else. Everything else is shady Steam keys, including Super Seducer 1 and 2. (laughs) It's only $13, and I can't believe he's underselling himself that much. (laughs) Really. Yeah, oh and it is God. the uh, the uncensored edition, of course. That's right there in the title. <laughs> okay, there's a screenshot where he's shooting a man. Uh, I saw this in the review. It's about three minutes, ten seconds into the review. It's a pretty great effect. <laughs> Very convincing blood splatter on that one. If you want to yeah, check that okay. out. Okay, so um, I'll leave that uh, <laughs> for later. I'll leave that page on for later. But I, I like his reply to this. This is just so desperate. And wait, this was posted on April 1st. Is this possible? Is it possible that this is like some kind of joke? I don't think he I, I've checked his this. feed since and there was no indication that this is a joke. In fact, I think somebody asked him about it at the time. <laughs> wow. Okay. So he replies to this tweet. Would be nice to recover some of the porting costs. Maybe a long shot, but does anyone think selling like three copies of each of the ROMs as NFTs might generate decent money, assuming it's even legal to sell in some form? This is a like this this is a desperate question, but it's <laughs> it's interesting. Selling like a switch ROM as an NFT. I don't think anybody has even thought of that before. Can I ask? This is probably a dumb question, but what is an NFT? I see this around everywhere. I'm not internet savvy enough to really know what it is. Is this too long of an explanation for the podcast? I'll try to be as concise as possible because... So let's begin. I know a lot of people are so sick of nfts now that they can't even handle like a, another explanation because I, th- I feel like every podcast i've been listening to in the past three weeks mentioned nfts in some capacity so nfts they're non-fungible fungible tokens so like a bitcoin that's a fungible token if you have a bitcoin and i have a bitcoin they're probably the most they're the same all right yeah. My one Bitcoin is the same as your one Bitcoin. Damn, I wish I had a Bitcoin. Fuck. And so 
a, a non-fungible token is like, hey, you have this token of approval that you own this specific product. Like it could be like an image, right? It could be like digital art or something. And right. you can buy that token and through the blockchain, I can check, okay, who owns this? Ah, this is owned by Steven. Great, that's proof of you having that thing uh, as yours. Basically, that's as basic right. as it gets. So oh, okay. this is why people are buying up all these NFTs because uh, it's basically the new version of digital ownership. Right. And okay. y you can own like the next Mona Lisa, basically, even though it doesn't physically exist. And your ownership wouldn't necessarily mean anything, right? Like if, even if you own it, mm -hmm. other people can still use it. And yes, precisely. But, yeah. Precisely. Okay. It's just like, I don't own the Mona Lisa, but I can like download an image of it and print it and uh, hang it up on my wall. That doesn't mean like I'm Leonardo DiCaprio or whoever created it. So the thing yeah. is, there's a lot of hype going around this stuff. And even I tried to sell an NFT because that's how desperate I am. Alien John? No, it wasn't Alien John. Were you trying to sell the Switch ROM of Alien John? <laughs> No, this it's what Alien John isn't coming out for the Switch. It's a Google Stadia exclusive, by the way. Oh, uh, right, sorry. Well, if you wanted to sell Alien John and then not actually allow people to download it, you should just uh, put it on <laughs> GamesPlanet.com because I'm reading the comments for Super Seducer Three and nobody's able wow. to download this game. <laughs> okay. I haven't paid by PayPal and I got no game and no way to download the game. What should I do? Scroll down a little more. Hello. After I downloaded the game and opened it, is it a cut version? <laughs> what happened? All right. Just a thanks to GamesPlanet. Oh, that that that's actually saying something nice. Um. I have paid and waited for 24 hours. Why do I still show waiting? Mac OS can't download. It has been 24 hours. Still shows how to wait for PayPal to deal with it. So, uh, yeah, don't download the game. Also, that screenshot that- Oh, wait, that you can see my screen? John oh, froze on. Oh, I can see your screen. It's okay, Alan John, it's for work. Yeah, it's it is, by the way. <laughs> It, just building off the NFT thing, I saw someone suggest in the uh, Twitter replies to his <laughs> tweet that uh, he could also sell them, sell the NS NSPs, so people with hacked switches could install them <laughs> via custom firmware. I want to know what the, how legally is if, if that's possible. <laughs> Can in indie developers like develop for the Switch? Because you need. Do you need like a development kit really for that? Or can you develop games for on a Switch like using just a hacked one? I'm pretty sure you can, right? I don't know. Because getting like a development kit would mean you get like some kind of license agreement uh, in order to publish your game and whatever. So legally publishing, would that, would that be an illegally publishing thing? Because I remember back in the days of the Nintendo DS, you had homebrew developers uh, such as the guys who created Colors, DS, the best at the time uh, DS uh, drawing app. Because Nintendo didn't think of making a drawing app for their first system with a touchscreen for some reason. But <laughs> Colors, they did it and they did it for free. And guess what? Uh, Nintendo actually let them publish uh, Colors 3D for the 3DS. So they didn't sue them to Oblivion for making DS game. Yeah, and just publishing like an NDS file, just download it. So 
what would happen if I like made an NSP file and you know alienjohn.nsp right and I offered to sell it like not on Nintendo's platform not through the eShop but through uh Games Planet for example <laughs> Well I'm not a lawyer but uh I would say don't do that because uh there's no don't don't yeah, just don't do it so anyway, if you were planning on, you know, selling something uh, on the Switch, not going through the official means, you might want to reconsider doing that. Uh, there's some other people doing some reconsidering lately. CD Projekt Red, I don't know if we've talked about them on the podcast yeah. before. They're the guys who did um, Cyberpunk 2077 and um, some other games that I can't think of right now. But they were going to add multiplayer to Cyberpunk 2077. But... <laughs> eh, Maybe they don't want to do that so much anymore. Maybe they shouldn't do anything anymore. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so CD Projekt Red released this really, really long video the other day. And when I say really long, it was like 25 minutes long, but that's kind of a lot. They've basically restructured the way their whole company works in the wake of <laughs> Cyberpunk's <laughs> disastrous release. And so... It seems like they're committed to cyberpunk as a brand, even though obviously the release of the first game went really, really poorly because they keep talking. The main thing they're doing is they're going to be changing around their whole uh, engine so that it can be used on both The Witcher and cyberpunk. And they keep saying they're going to be serving both of their franchises and not multiple franchises. So it sounds like they're basically committed to just working on those two, which presumably means more Witcher games are coming as well. I mean... They don't have, like, anything left, really. <laughs> no, I guess... I mean, they could do something new <laughs> instead of just keep doing these two things, right? But Yeah, they've tried something new with Cyberpunk. That turned out great. So they just want to keep... <laughs> just only do old things, even if the old thing started off really shitty. <laughs> yeah, they could make a Cyberpunk card game. Yeah, well, that's, that's the other thing. A big part of their strategy moving forward is going to be to just branch cyberpunk out into every other form of entertainment imaginable because that happened with the witcher and it was really successful so they think if they just keep making cyberpunk stuff people will eventually forget that they don't like cyberpunk and start buying it um which is a really weird strategy because the witcher didn't really hit big and start expanding beyond the games until the third game and that's also obviously ignoring the fact that the witcher originated as a book series and not as a friggin um video game right yeah and from what i understand the games take place after the books they do they kind of retcon the ending to the books i i i never played the games wow that's interesting books uh they are they're they're pretty good yeah um yeah and they yeah the first game just sort of gets rid of the last couple chapters of the very last book and says "Ah, never mind (laughs) so it's like an alternate (laughs) history sort Uh, of thing well, uh, no, it's just oh, a okay. shitty retcon. Um, it's like it's like how the Hitchhiker's Guide okay, to the well, Galaxy Okay, well, don't don't spoil that because I wanna I wanna read that book. I've heard a lot okay. of good things. Okay, so do it. Though, read all of them. It's a trilogy. There's five. Or I want to buy like now. physical copies of that book. I, I can read them like right now, but oh yeah, kind of hard to find them physically. Yeah, really? Hmm. I got I got them good for you. Oh, but I live in a different country. <laughs> Say it retconned. 
So is it just like the Zelda timeline after Ocarina of Time where they just completely retcon the ending to that game? They don't do that, though. Okay. They do. In they do. Zelda, they do. do they? No. They do. They, no, they don't. A hypothetical there, timeline a hypoth- if things didn't occur the way they cannot, canonically did in Ocarina of Time. Okay, okay. In that way, yes. In that way, uh, the, the downfall timeline does retcon the ending of ocarina of time you're right you're right this is a little different this is there's an event that happens at the end of one of the books that leads Geralt in one direction but then the games have it lead him in a different direction instead that's the least spoilery yeah, way it's of just putting like it. cd project red right now retconning, retconning themselves. themselves basically uh, i wonder if they think C- cyberpunk was a success well, it did sell well. It sold even after the refunds. It sold 13 million copies. So, it is a success, really. I mean, it's easy to take pot shots at it. I I like the game myself, um, but it's also kind of hard to deny that it has a huge, huge stigma around it, and probably will for a long time. Yeah, you know, CD Projekt should probably just take Cyberpunk as a game, and instead. Uh, like just make it free for everybody so that everybody could enjoy it. Maybe even like stream it or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that everything that had a lot of hype in the past and then the hype just completely died should be a free thing for everybody to sort of spark that hype. Wait, you know what? That reminds me of E3. Remember? That used to be a big thing. You guys are moving on so fucking fast in topics. I didn't think we were done with CD Projekt Red. Oh, okay, let's keep talking about CD Projekt Red. What do you think? I'm not done with CD Projekt Red. I was just going to go over the story. You guys are just flying through the goddamn topic list. I was like, yeah, they put out a video saying they're going to do things differently. All right, cool. Moving on to Ethan. We just discussed that. You talked about Geralt and the goddamn alternate history of the books. What are you talking about? We didn't talk about it. We don't have to, but I asked you before we started, do you want to talk? You said, yeah, I guess we have to. And then, so you leave it on there. We start talking and you're fucking, you move right onto the books. You have, you talk about the Zelda timeline. You didn't talk about, all right, what do you want? Steven, the rant Sona situation was an April Fool's joke. We're not actually doing that. We're not actually going to spend the whole podcast ranting about things that piss Stop pissing me off. God's sake. <laughs> Fine. Talk about E3. Fuck, fuck all you. <laughs> no, 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 no. You apparently have stuff to say about the... I mean, about... Uh, Cyberpunk? Uh, what's the name of the game? Cyberpunk. I don't even have... I just wanted to finish the story. There was still, like, a ton of stuff to talk about. Fine. <laughs> I'm just fucking... I'm, I'm just annoyed at CD Projekt Red for constantly this is i mean how many times since cyberpunk came out have they come out with apologies and clarifications and updates and more strategic restructuring that they're going to do and they never never ever stop talking about what they're going to do without actually doing anything and that's really mainly what's starting to bug me with them like and i guess that's why you guys don't want to talk about it on the podcast is it's stuff we've talked about before but if you look at something like you know hello games is obviously the big famous example that after um no man's sky came out they just shut up and went away for a while and when they came back people were ready to forgive them CD Projekt Red is, keeps trying to get back to that old reputation they had before Cyberpunk came out, and they want to get right back to it through words rather than action, and it's really hurting their reputation and keeping their negative image in the public eye, and it's frustrating. 
I think yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, because um, we, we've mentioned this before, but yeah, CD Projekt Red to me was one of those developers where it's like they were put on a pedestal. Like, like The Witcher was really like their their thing, and they did a really good job with that. And it's like, wow, these are the great developers. These indie developers, they're so awesome. And then yeah, to then get crushed. Um, like what what's still good what 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 do we still like naughty dog i hope we well, they had all like the crunch stories but ah <laughs> uh, see now i hate naughty dog oh, speaking bastards. of crunch so cd project red did acknowledge that briefly in their thing they well the two or three times they were like oh we're gonna be more committed to our team but didn't actually say anything at one point they made a reference to um having more initiatives to support mental health and that was it so like it's again it's another instance of them saying like we're gonna be nicer to our workers but not actually doing anything about it that just makes it more frustrating every time they bring it up um they've said they're gonna change their approach to external communication so they're not gonna announce things until closer to the release day they're not going to do showcases that only demo the game on one platform so you can avoid a situation where, you know, Cyberpunk looked good on PC and ran like shit on console. So, like, they're saying a lot of the right things, but it's still very, very frustrating just to hear them say it over and over again. Like, I wish, I wish Cyberpunk, I mean, CD Projekt Red would just come out and say, yeah, we, we released a shitty game. Deal with it. What are you going to do? Huh? Refund us? Okay. <laughs> what? I don't care. We're going to release yeah. another one that's going to be even worse in five years maybe seven yeah <laughs> if you're lucky i like that you know who else is going to change the way that they release and showcase yeah. games the electronic entertainment expo Ooh, 2021 nice. hey. hey it wasn't i as thought good it was better i thought it was but, better you know i thought wow. can you can we do polls on the website can i include a poll with this <laughs> With this post to see who the what which transition was better. Good question. I don't know. Uh, raise your hands. We're just gonna do it from the yeah. honor system. Uh, leave a comment. Like subscribe. Uh, are the are the raid shadow legends jokes? I guess we can't do that anymore because we kind of kind of we kind of <laughs> beat a dead yeah, horse on that. Oh well, that was good. Let's all appreciate Alan John for that April Fool's Day joke. Thank you. Oh my Speaking god. Speaking of things that are over. E3. Oh, wait. We just segued into... Okay, never mind. No, we'll just add another option to the poll, my man. It's no trouble. Speaking of things that are over, uh, uh, E3's physical presentations are are done. Now it's all digital, baby. Remember when Nintendo first did their Direct and people were like, Oh, Nintendo, what are you doing? You need a physical presentation. You need fils going out on the stage, doing a dance, saying like his body is ready, then Miyamoto showing off the new Zelda. That's what you need. That's what every company does. But no, they they went digital first, mind you. And now what? Now E3 completely going digital. That's right. It's going to be free for everyone. Hopefully me as well. And uh, yeah, that's... That's interesting. I wonder if Sony is gonna come back to E3 now because back in the day they didn't because cost too much, I think. So I wonder now if they could just slap on like, like who, who's the main guy there? Meg Ryan, put him on this, like a webcam, make him talk about like, I don't know, God of War Ragnarok for like 30 minutes. And there you got an E3 presentation. You can just 
pop it on YouTube and that's it. That's E3. So that's yeah, going to be very interesting, very interesting to see how they're going to organize that stuff. How are they going to digitize lines to demos? That's what interests me. Like, yeah, just look at every retailer that? trying to sell a PS5. They already figured out digitized lines. <laughs> yeah, just just refresh, refresh the page every like nanosecond in order to play like a demo for the next Zelda game. Um, yeah, that would be nice. That would yeah, be cool. It's excellent. <laughs> you were so eager to talk about it. And I mean, what you get, nobody is, I didn't even, I didn't put this on the list. I didn't want to talk about this. I wasn't cutting other people off to talk about this. And for Christ's sake, you fucking people. <laughs> I feel like you should put um, the, the Mewtwo <laughs> with a beanie on every time Steven talks. <laughs> just, just make make him a reoccurring character. So, uh, do you guys ha feel as nostalgic as I am for E3? I yeah, kind of. I used to like E3. I remember E3 2016 really got oh, me you're hyped a late up, bloomer. but uh, I haven't. Well, I mean, that was the last one oh, to get okay. me hyped up. I've been hyped up in the past, but it hasn't hyped me since. Well, how different will this be from a traditional E3 experience for most of us? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'll assume you've never been to E3 in person. You experience it digitally, right? Like you read news yep. reports or you might watch live streams. Uh, I've, I've never been. I doubt I ever will. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, is this going to be... The only difference is going to be whether they can continue to attract big publishers and developers to showcase games there, which I imagine they will, or and they'll probably get a lot of indies as well because people are still in the habit of going there to get their stuff shown. So, like, I mean, I don't know, maybe bigger companies won't do it, but Nintendo and Sony, even after they pulled out of E3, still did their live presentations around the same time, around the same area. Like, so I feel like for the for most people, this isn't really going to represent much of a change. Honestly, good, good honestly, point, yeah. the thing that I'm going to be missing the most is, you know, terrible mistakes on stage and you know just people being awkward uh stage fright is a big one. Oh, you're still gonna get that uh, no i don't think we will i think most of these things are just gonna be pre-recorded like directs like nobody's gonna get meg ryan live on a zoom call he's gonna be like on a blue screen and it's gonna be all pre-recorded and nicely edited uh, I, I feel like you'll get some live streams i don't see why not there'll be something like um what was it? Was it the Blizzard event that was live streamed recently, and they had like that weird Metallica <laughs> fiasco and like oh, yeah. stuff like that. But that that's like an exception. I, I want like you know, remember that guy, uh, that guy who was showing off his puppet game or something. Was it a puppet game? I don't remember. Uh, guy showed off his uh, his trying to show off his game. He brought like a little stuffed character from it. And he was just so awkward on stage. He had so much stage fright in him. And you could see him, his like arms trembling, showing this is the character from our, our, our game. <laughs> I don't remember that, but it sounds awesome. Oh, no. oh you, should, the... you should just Google that. And then a giant enemy crab yeah, appears. Yeah, this game is based off historical Japan. And it only I think you'll get stuff like that still at the very least. Maybe you won't get the awkwardness. I, I still kind of think you will, but um, 
corny stuff like the giant enemy crab will definitely still be there. You'll probably still get stuff like that really horrible Wii music presentation. I remembered it. Uh, you guys need to search for terrible Konami E3 presentation. That entire <laughs> presentation, I don't know what went wrong, but everything, every possible thing that could go wrong went wrong. Like, first of all, the stage, it wasn't even a stage. It was like a room this big, like mine, like our studio. And with like 50 people in it. And there's like maybe two feet between the presenter and the audience, right? And like you have uh, you have like a, a projector on the side. And everybody was so close together and so claustrophobic and everything... Oh my gosh, I'm 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 scrolling through like the video right now, and you're right. And, oh and they had God. Japanese developers who can't speak English try to describe their game, and like nine million troops. Yes, yes, please clap. Nine million troops. I'm not being racist. I'm just quoting the guy. This it uh. is a cringe fest. Like I'm gonna miss that. That's. That's what I watch E3 for, to be honest. I don't know. I still think those moments will exist going forward. I hope. It, it makes me feel better when people are failing. Speaking of people who are failing, I am going to fail on transitioning to this next topic, so I'm just going to read it verbatim. Crash Bandicoot 4 <laughs> on PC requires a constant internet connection despite having no online wow. features. That's the, that's the story, that's the headline, and that's also the story. If you have a PC and you want to play Crash Bandicoot 4 on it, you would have to have a constant internet connection, even though the game itself does not have online features aside from you having to be online while you play. Also, there's an article about this <laughs> on GBATemp.net posted by Steven, and it got 20 likes. And then there's a comment right below it Two below it, which is my comment, where I say something snarky, and it has 66 likes. So thank you, Steven, you <laughs> for, for reporting it. And then I just say, oh, that's why piracy's better. And everyone's like, yes, I fucking love piracy. I even in my article, I, there's a website called Crackwatch where they, um, it's not a porn site. Um, <laughs> it's... Why would that be a porn site? What does crack watch have to do with... Oh, oh no. Oh, wait, no, it makes sense. Okay. Well, I just yeah, wanted to throw crack. that out there. But it, it keeps an eye out for whether games are available on torrent sites or, you know, illegal download sites. And it doesn't link to them. It doesn't tell you specific ways to get to them. So it's all above board and I can talk about it. But I was even like, hey, you know, like this DRM didn't work because according to Crackwatch, you can download Crash Bandicoot 4 to try and get, you know, to farm those piracy likes. And I didn't even get it. But then Eric just goes in there and he's like, duh. And the, fucking, <laughs> the whole fucking country comes out and gives him a like. I'd like to just chime in for a second uh it's not necessarily the drm in the game itself that wants uh this the the game to be online all the time it's this is an activision game so it's published on battle.net and battle.net all battle.net games multiplayer or multiplayer with single player elements to them have to be always online this was a big scandal uh, back when Diablo 3 came out because Diablo 3 is a game that yeah you can play co-op but it, it's you, you can completely go through it 
single player and people couldn't play the game even in single player because the servers were down the login servers were down because this game was a big hit that also happened with crash bandicoot 4 not for as long it was only for two oh, hours really okay that's interesting so and it was enough to justify a lot of people it makes sense it. because the, the wait for diablo 3 it was like days people had to wait in queue for like uh <laughs> hundreds of hours sometimes even that's how insane it was and with this yeah it's practically the same thing it's a shame that blizzard still hasn't fixed that login server issue if crash bandicoot which i doubt carries the same amount of hype as diablo 3 even that causes like that release causes login issues even though it's a completely yeah. single player game there's just no need it blows my mind there's another game that just came out recently that's been having a similar issue it's called uh outriders and uh have you, are you guys have you heard of this are you familiar with it maybe if they ch uh, chose like less of a generic name I'm looking at the website for it, and this honestly looks like the most generic video game I've ever seen. Like, this is Destiny. Yeah, this is just Destiny and those other uh, games, like Warframe in one. Wow, I do, I do not want to play this. <laughs> what are you talking about? Outriders is a new co-op third-person RPG shooter, fully supporting crossplay and free next-gen updates. Out one four twenty-one demo available twenty-five two twenty-one. Oh, I'm American, so that doesn't look right to me. <laughs> uh, by the way, it's not fully supporting uh, crossplay because they had to shut off crossplay between PC and consoles because it kept breaking the game. <laughs> well, tell that to Google because. <laughs> They should probably yeah, update that. Yeah, and their that. servers are not completely down, but people are reporting having to wait hours to get in. Um, even if you want to play by yourself, you have to do an initial authentic authentication when you get in. So, Well, yeah, it's a little ridiculous that Crash Bandicoot 4 has to be online all the time. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot weird, you were though. trying to transition to the other one. I shouldn't have brought up oh, Outriders. No, 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 I still want to talk about Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> no, so, sorry, I forgot. My bad. Speaking of shitty games... Uh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Crash Bandicoot, there's a, there's a mobile game now, of course. It's an endless runner called Crash Bandicoot on the go. And, of course, I'm a super Crash Bandicoot fan, so I fucking downloaded it anyway. Um, <laughs> You're really aggressive. It's a bad game. Don't do it. I've, I, 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 I bought something on it. I'm sorry. I, I spent $3 on, on the game on a microtransaction. One of the worst part is, is I used it to buy a skin, buy a, uh, a skin for... Um, uh, Coco, who you can run as, and the game glitched, so I didn't get it. <laughs> then I had to, I had to contact, I had to contact support, and they're like, "Oh, here's 500 purple gems for your for your convenience." And I was like, "Oh, okay," but I still don't have the skin, and that costs real money. <laughs> so, so they gave me so. So they reimbursed me in the currency that they use in the game to buy other stuff, but this particular character can only be bought with real money and not the oh, wow. crystals. So you got nothing. Yeah, they're uh, like, well, we gave you 500 crystals, which is a $20 value, and you only had to spend $3 for it. And I was like, but I wanted to... <laughs> it's not what you wanted. <laughs> it's not what I wanted. But the, what's weird about that game is uh, it's one of those things where it's like you play the game, and then after a certain amount of time, you have to wait a certain real life hours unless you speed it along with the crystals 
right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Those kind of games? Yeah. Except if you disconnect from the internet and fast forward your 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 clock on your phone, you can then bypass that whole situation. Which is weird because this is an online I mean, this is a mobile game that doesn't require you to be online all the time and you can actually abuse the system by not being online all the time <laughs> weird so one of the, the only games where game, you could justify being online all the time <laughs> yeah exactly so I, I just thought that the irony there between the two crash bandicoot games is big that said crash bandicoot 4 is a v- 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 vastly superior game to this mobile game i do not recommend anybody buy it or don't download it play for free now raid shadow legends yeah. This, this video is don't download it for by, free but do buy the coco skin uh <laughs> yeah you can get free crystals you just have to have your game glitch <laughs> out on you i can't transition to this next topic because i don't know how to pronounce so, the first word so uh, uh you're saying that there that a glitch happened in that mobile game right so you, you yes. think you think probably the developers should update it right yes well, hold on. Don't update it if it's going to fix the glitch. Fix the bad glitches, not the yeah. good ones. Okay. So, so you could say like in a way that Activision, you know, probably supports that game, right? Uh, sure. Assuming Activision has anything well, to do with it. Well, it's good that Activision supports their products because a certain company just decides to give up and that company is Sony. Okay. Uh, last episode, we talked about how there, it was a rumor at the time that Sony would be closing their PSP, PS Vita, and PlayStation 3 stores. Later came out as true, basically, that they are going to be closing everything down in June, I think, which is relatively soon. And a lot of developers who have their uh, Vita games digital only received this information at the same time as us, which is insane. Like, they weren't given any time whatsoever to gather all their assets, all their resources, you know, from the game uh, to possibly, I don't know, port them to newer systems. I don't know. I honestly don't know what they should do, like, in this situation, because apparently there are developers who were mostly uh, making their profits from PS Vita sales somehow. And now it's just all going away, unfortunately. Well, at least officially, at least legally, because a certain group called Kyuhen, well, actually, it's not a Kyuhen. Is it I think Kyuhen? It's a, I don't Maybe? know. Uh, Maybe it's pronounced It's chicken. a contest, basically. It's a, uh, a chicken... <laughs> is a homebrew contest. I shouldn't disrespect the, these guys that much because they're doing something really cool for the community. Yeah, don't be. Yeah, an I'm not going to be a, a, a crack watcher. Is that what Simon was talking <laughs> about earlier? Uh, so, Qhen uh, is a competition for the PS Vita. It's going to be like a homebrew contest. Remember, uh, the GBA Temp had a homebrew bounty back in the day, back when the site was profitable. Uh, good times. Good times. And we organized these homebrew bounties where basically we took systems like the DS, the 3DS, I think the GBA at some point, basically uh, had a prize pool where developers could develop their games. And by the end, the community and as well as the staff would vote on which game was the best. 
and then we'd give them like prizes and stuff you know sometimes it was monetary prizes sometimes it was limited limited edition supercar ds2s which i still want one oh so bad can't find them anywhere and what these guys are doing that basically the same thing for the playstation vita the prize pool currently is around 455 dollars and the donations are still open so if you want to support the playstation vita homebrew community check out qhen it that's kai y you with the arrow pointing up and hen check them out maybe give them like a couple of bucks uh you know keep that community and for our english speaker speakers the first letter is not kai it's actually okay, k I see what you're doing i see what you're doing you're using the fact that i'm not like a native english speaker against me yeah that's i, I, I no, i'm just trying to clarify for people it's k-y-u-h-e-n well k-y special you that's what the is the little hat over the you know your language doesn't make any sense why does c sometimes mean k but sometimes means something completely different and why do you, why why if you put it like near an e it becomes an s and if you put it next to an h it becomes ch how the fuck does that make sense and fuck why why does fuck have two k's in them basically because the c and the the k okay okay i'm getting i'm sorry sorry uh q check out q the playstation vita homebrew contest uh donate to them i think we've verified that these guys are legit otherwise uh krista wouldn't post this on the front page <laughs> that's krista with a k yeah it's krista when it's when it's krista but it's when it's chari it's okay whatever i just i just love i think we verified that they're legit otherwise i mean i don't know just call your card just call your bank and cancel your credit card i guess i don't know <laughs> you guys have stopped <laughs> you have measures in place so they have like different categories as well like if your game actually was released for like the playstation 4 or the switch or like 3ds whatever uh you could actually submit it as a port this uh, so they have different categories like original games and ports so that's pretty cool we can like see some really cool ports uh coming out from this uh contest i don't know what hasn't been ported to the vita we can see mm. no Mother no it's pro- y- you can't because then like nintendo would sue them so yeah piracy isn't allowed in this contest obviously it makes sense so you can't just like port uh diablo 2 could you say oh this is this this is my game it's diablo 2 on the vita if richard laruna puts out an nsp of super seducer 1 and 2 could you port those he would be trying to sell it though you're right you're right what about colors that nds i guess vita probably doesn't have a good drawing app so yeah i guess that could work free suggestion so those guys need money they could yeah they they should check out qhen yeah is that it we finished are we done all right okay, yeah so bye. i think we're ready to introduce the show because we haven't done that yet hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of tempcast <laughs> no 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 steven 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 so it's, it's over. over all right should we sync uh, up yeah we sync, did we sync at the beginning we did